history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I'm Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. This is your new home for everything OU football. Make sure you subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or go to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Type in Sooner State of Mind. You're locked, baby. And we have a ton of great shows, every team, every topic, everywhere believe.com and if you want to watch sooner state of mind head on over to youtube and search the football dudes like and subscribe and never miss an episode speaking of watching last night i finally watched the first two episodes of ou dna on espn plus whoa it was so good it got me completely fired up i'm ready to run around out there And I'm sure this is a great recruiting tool. You get so much access to see how these guys are living. I mean, the things that they have at their disposal now is absolutely insane. From rehab, food, game room, weight room, all of it is absolutely crazy. And this show looks phenomenal. It's so good. It's got to be a great recruiting tool. And uh, the sports science, man, it has come such a long way. It's pretty remarkable how they track performances. They were showing the little GPS so it just locks into the uh, the shoulder pads there, and they can track speed, distance, ca- uh, covered, optimal speed, if they're getting where they need to be during the play. It's just amazing. The science has grown so much. The analytics of all that is very impressive. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. That's OUDNA on ESPN+. Plus. Another takeaway I had from this was, if anyone doubts Brent Venable's ability to be a head coach, you're a donkey living in crazy town. This dude is dialed in. He is on the pulse. He is building a monster here, and I fully expect this season to take a huge jump from everywhere. He's doing it the right way. He's building with character. He's getting great kids in there and they're giving him an amazing foundation to get started. And I believe this coaching staff is invested in these players off the field too. So very refreshing to see. Um, Very cool. Programs headed in the right direction and uh, BV is doing a phenomenal job. All right. The official depth chart came out a couple days ago, and even though the starters are all penciled in, expect to see a ton of the young guys playing not only this weekend, but all season long. Not a lot of surprises on the depth chart here. We have a couple of or situations at a couple of the different positions like Major and Walker or Barnes and Sawchuck. Um, it looks like BV and crew 
or leaning on the upper classmen, juniors and seniors to get the starts at least for week one and giving them that respect being that they're they're leaving the program and hopefully in a better way than they found it is a big point for bv but also getting these younger guys acclimated seeing the right way to do things i expect that uh this depth chart will change as this season progresses but for right now he's definitely leaning on uh some of the older guys to get it done uh, a couple of places I'm excited. I'm really excited to see if Marcus Major can stay healthy and really contribute to that backfield. They're saying um, all the right stuff that he's doing leading up to this. So it'd be nice to see him have a great season uh, in his final season as a Sooner. Uh, the receiver position, Andrew Anthony. I want to see this guy, what he does. It looks like he's getting the start at one of the receiver positions. They've been uh, raving about him in camp too. The offensive line is going to look a lot different. Lost a couple cats to the NFL. Um, the transfer, Walter Rouse, he'll be starting a left tackle. I'm excited for Caden Green. Excited for uh, Jacob Sexton, Savion Bird, Andrew Rame. It is going to be a work in progress. Tyler Guyton, Aaron Parks, Jake Taylor, they'll get there. They should be fine on Saturday, but there are a lot of moving parts. Like I said, replacing NFL guys, you don't just replace that production easily. Um, they're going to have to grow into it, and that's fine. Like I said, it shouldn't be an issue uh, this weekend. Up front, nose tackle, the starters, Co and Terry. Both over 310 pounds. I love seeing that. Interior tackles, almost 300 pounds everywhere. Defensive ends, Ethan Downs, man, this cat looks completely yoked. Expecting a, a nice senior season from Reggie Grimes and Stripling. See these cats get back in the mix. Um, I guess the most youth is probably at... Uh, the linebacker positions, the Mike and the Will. Jaron Kanick lined up to get the start. Um, I can't wait to see what Kobe McKenzie does. Starting Danny Stutzman. This is going to be the heartbeat of this defense there. We'll go as he goes, but I expect him to put together an amazing campaign. Not only another year in the Venable system, he's teaching a lot of the younger guys his system. And... It's going to help his game a lot. Kip Lewis, excited. So much to be excited about with this defensive squad. At the cheetah position, Harrington's getting the start. McCullough will be there too. He'll get a lot of playing time. Gentry Williams starting at cornerback. Exciting. I want to see Makari Vickers too. All these young guys I want to see out there. Billy Bowman getting the start. We're going to get to see little Peyton Bowen on the weekend. McCullough's little brother too. Um, Key Lawrence. Free safety, Reggie Pearson, RSJ, the other DB, Wooding Washington. So we do have some senior leadership in some of these positions. They'll help the young guys along, and they're going to have to fight hard to hold on to these positions because the younger guys are coming on, and there is a total infusion of great talent coming into this program, man, and we're going to get to see them all play. So um, it's exciting time, baby. Sooner Nation, <laughs> we've been waiting since December 
to cleanse ourselves from the 2022 season. And that moment is finally here. We have a game on Saturday, Oklahoma playing host to Arkansas State. BV and those Sooners favored by 35 and a half points. Got good news and I got bad news. The bad news is this game starts at 11 local time. The good news, tailgating has returned to Lindsay Street. Sooner Nation, do your thing, baby. Get there early. Stay late. Be loud. I know. Third quarter, fourth quarter. It might not be that exciting of a game, but do your part. You owe it to the program, okay? Speaking of Arkansas State, let's take a look at those guys. Butch Jones in his third season at Arkansas State. This is after leaving Alabama as a special assistant to the head coach. Kind of like some double secret probation. Handful of you guys might get it. Handful might not. There's little nugs buried in the fabric of Sooner State of Mind. It's up to you to sift them out and find them. So if you got that one, good on you. You might not remember Butch, but he cannot forget OU as he was the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers on the night the legend of Baker Mayfield was born. I remember that game. Do you remember that game? You better. That was when the Sooners erased a 17-3 fourth quarter deficit and Baker led them to the thrilling double overtime victory, 31-24. It was that game that we got to see who Baker Mayfield was. And from then on, I always believed that we would be in every game that he played and we would always have a chance to win. Um, We should have gotten Baker Natty. It's kind of sad that we didn't. But that game alone, man, he would go down as a legend in Soonerville. But that was such an epic game. Huge TD, Sterling Shepard. Ah, what a great game. (laughs) Butch Jones quoted, still haunts me to this day. How could it not? He's had some brutal games against the Sooners at various places, and we'll get into those during the season. But yeah, he's haunted by that. But hopefully there's plenty more nightmares for Butch and hopefully more nightmares for the Red Wolves and their quarterback, the Colorado transfer, JT Shrout. Shroot, Shrout, let it all out. Not really sure. It's going to be a long day for JT. Um, Jeff Foreman, the senior receiver, is coming back. He's actually an Oklahoma City kid. He averaged over 16 yards of reception last year and had four touchdowns. Not really a strong running game for those Red Wolves, and that could be, that is bad news because last year they were only 27, 29% converting on third downs. Uh, that could be bad especially with this Sooner pass rush and all those exotic blitzes. Um, Shrout might get knocked out if he takes too many hits. Just throw it away, playa. Don't be a hero. (laughs) Get rid of it. Um, Like I said earlier, expect to see a ton of Sooners play in this one. This is a great game to get some of these young players their first taste at the college level or a little bit more. And there are a ton of young players littered on this roster. I think the one that the Sooners are most excited to see play, five-star quarterback Jackson Arnold, Elite 11 champ, finally going to get to take the field in a regular season game. Quick reminder to Sooner Nation, 
let's not start with any quarterback controversy stuff. All right. We're going to get to see Arnold play. His time is coming. This is DG's team. Let him go out the right way. Let him get the full experience. None of the Rattler Williams stuff that we had. Let's support our Sooners. Let's be good fans. Let's be respectful of the programs and let some of these older cats go out the right way. And I fully expect Dylan Gabriel to have a great season. So um, hopefully it doesn't ever get a chance for that, for any awkwardness with the fans. So let's keep it cool. You guys like good omens? I like good omens, not omens, omens. The last time Oklahoma had a second-year head coach and were ranked 20th and faced off against Arkansas State, it was the year 2000. And Oklahoma won that game 45-7, to led by a left-handed transfer quarterback. And went on to an undefeated season in the program's seventh national championship. And Brent Venables was the co-defensive coordinator. It's all lining up, people. 2023 is going to be a magical year. All right? Believe. Let's will this thing into existence. Let's use Sooner Magic for good. Let's get this thing going. It's a nice way to work into the season. It should be low stress. You know, you don't want to pull a muscle or... Ah! So, an easy, breezy week one. But make sure you come back next week because we will recap this game in full. Um, yeah, no stress. No stress weekend. Because we can't get too fired up because there is five games, five nights of games of college football. That's why we need to have our stress levels low, people. Starting on Thursday night, Big Ten matchup, Nebraska at Minnesota. Speaking of Nebraska, how cool was it to see Nebraska's uh, women's volleyball team packing the house the other night? Over 90,000 in attendance, man. That thing was epic. So cool to see that. And hopefully uh, the Matt Rule era can get off to a similar start like the women's volleyball team. They are great. TBD on this Nebraska team. Minnesota, though, don't you know, has won four straight in this series, including 20 to 13 last year. And if you like punters, that was the game for you. 15 punts and just 567 combined yards. So it might be a defensive battle, that one. Also on Thursday night. Oh, and I got to get this show done. These games are in just a couple hours. Let's ramp it up a little bit, people. Florida at number 14, Utah. And in an alternate universe, this game is featuring Anthony Richardson versus Cam Rising. Unfortunately, Richardson is now on the Indianapolis Colts in the NFL. And Rising is doubtful. As he recovers from an ACL tear, probably out. And if he is out, Bryson Barnes will be getting the start for the Utes. The two Utes. What is a Ute? Utah favored by four and a half in this one. Depends on who you ask. But on Friday, we're going to find out where the real Miami is. As Miami of Ohio visits Miami of Florida. Miami of Florida doesn't sound good, but to have it play off the Miami of you got it. Anyways, the Canes are 16 and a half point favorites in this one. And we're not sure if Crystal Ball's touched his chilaquiles yet or not. We're going to find out. All right, that gets us 
Back to Saturday, people. Virginia at number 12, Tennessee. Tennessee was really good last year. Joe Milton third taking over for Hendon Hooker. Came in after um, Hooker got hurt late in the season. Wants to build off an MVP performance in the Orange Bowl. Kid was dynamic, man. Electric. He's got those Vols favored by 28. Up next, Colorado at TCU. Prime's first game versus a prime opponent. These teams will be conference foes next year. But for this year, it's prime getting a taste. Um, for TCU, they lost a lot of players, a lot of big-time players for a program that went to the national championship, undefeated regular season, lost the uh, Big 12 championship to Kansas State. No Max Duggan, no Kendra Miller, no Quentin Johnston, but back is Chandler Morris. Going into last season, he was the starter. He actually got hurt in the game against Colorado. He's back, taking over Duggan. This guy is super exciting. He's also a former Sooner, dual-threat quarterback, can do a little bit of everything. That's why TCU is favored by over 20 points, 20 and a half. Up next, a battle for the Carolinas. The Heels visit the Cox. Mac Brown's 21st-ranked team, favored by two and a half. Um, this is a matchup of two quarterbacks to expect to be playing in the NFL next year. North Carolina's Drake May is getting a lot of Heisman hype. We'll see if he can live up to it this year. And Spencer Rattler, who did have a lot of Heisman hype going into last year, hasn't really lived up to it. Although late in the season, he started picking it up and showing some of the the abilities that made him a five-star quarterback. So I thought he made a really good decision to come back, get one more year in college. It's going to have at least 12 or 13 more starts. That's going to go a long way to getting his NFL stock back up there. Um, but UNC is favored in this one. Still be a pretty good game. Um, I'm excited to see um, both of those guys play quarterback. Now what looks to be the best game of the week happens on Sunday. Number five, LSU, visiting number eight, Florida State. This one is in Orlando. This is the first time that both these teams uh, do battle, each ranked in the top 10 to start the season. Also, this is a rematch of last year. That was a great game. FSU blocked the PAT as time ran out to hold on to the 24-23 to win. That game was in New Orleans. This one is in Orlando. We talked about a couple of Heisman uh, candidates in the, the Carolinas game. Two stud Heisman candidate quarterbacks in this one. LSU's Jaden Daniels and FSU's Jordan Travis. Jaden Daniels, man. This guy is completely exciting. Love to watch him play. And Jordan Travis gave the Sooners uh, even more than they wanted in the Cheez-It Bowl last year. Both of these programs going in the right direction. Norvell and uh, Coach Kelly getting these programs back to where they should be. Oh, do you like speed? Do you like power? Do you like violence? If the answer to those questions is yes, then you're going to love watching FSU defensive end Jared Verse play football. This guy is a combo of all those things. And he is a dominating tackler. He's worth 
tuning in just to watch him play defense in this game. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. LSU is favored by two and a half, but Florida State has actually won the last five in this series. So something has got to give. That's four days of football, people. What did I say? I promised you five days of football, and I'm going to deliver on that. Monday night, Labor Day. It's number nine, Clemson at Duke. Sophomore, Cade Klubnik taking over at QB for Clemson, along with new OC Garrett Riley. Does that name sound familiar? Offensive coordinator Riley. That's Tebow's little brother coming over from TCU. Expect fireworks from that offense. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Cade is on the rise there, too. Clemson started slow last year, kind of putting it together. They're looking to get back on the uh, national stage and be a player at the end of the season as well. Um, but Duke, coming off a 9-4 and four season last year, not too shabby. They're looking to make a statement, but Dabo's boys are favored by 13 in this one, so I expect them Tigers to beat Duke. But we shall see. Duke can have their revenge come basketball season. I cannot wait for Saturday. I am completely stoked. And I want to thank you guys for being a part of Sooner State of Mind. Make sure you come back next week. We will recap the Sooners game and look at some of those awesome games that happened over the weekend. And if you want to share your thoughts on the game, hit us up at ssomhost at gmail.com. You want to get a lot of great stuff in the Twitterverse or the Xverse, whatever you want to call it, follow us on Football Dudes LA on Twitter and on Instagram. And like and subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you never miss an episode. All right. That's going to do it, people. Enjoy this five-day bender of college football. My name is Casey Mallon, and I'm in a Sooner State of Mind. Oh, you football is back, people. Love it. Take care. Have a great weekend. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.